Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. everybody to episode number 10 of the message board geniuses podcast this is who's got casey and mbg with me and we are officially podcast veterans guys 10 episodes in we celebrate we have any like uh sound effects we can set off or anything casey or we don't have the budget for that i guess (laughs) no budget low budget here i cracked open a diet coke (laughs) That's, that's how we roll here man all right so Regular season's over. Bowl games are all lined up. So not a ton going on with uh, certainly not my program. But what's going on with you guys? Casey, what are the Tigers up to these days? Yeah, we're bowl prep for the Orange Bowl in Tennessee. Everyone seems to be opting out for Tennessee. We're just waiting for the news for Jalen Hyatt to opt out because the other the other big-time wide receiver opted out today. So we figure it's just a, a formality at this point. We had a big-time defensive end opt-out today, but apparently he's going to be the only one. And then, of course, the transfer portal. You know, Dabo really hits the transfer portal hard and, and, doesn't, get, and doesn't get anybody. But but who's? This is breaking news right here. It's not really. They're in on three players. They're not going to get any of them, but they're in on them. Uh, a, line, a lineman from Stanford, Miles Hinton. A wide receiver from Kent, uh, Kent State. Who's a Penn State lean, and then you're going to love this Fentrell Cypress from UVA. Fentrell is I have seen every top ten list of guys in the portal. He's been on it, and he was awesome for us last year. So um, yeah, Saint once again, Ohio we're a farm State. team for the big programs. After you know, last year we lost the Remington. This year is Remington Trophy winner to Michigan, and you know Bobby Haskins who started a tackle for for USC. So now yeah, Cypress is going to go somewhere and make some coin. So, so he'll, win, he'll win the Thorpe. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He is an Ohio State lean, apparently, from everything that I've been reading. But it's just crazy that there's actually three guys that apparently there's been conversations. It's different. <laughs> you guys are you're talking, at least, right? Well, that, that's a start. Yeah. <laughs> All right, MBG, what's going on with your Aggies? Well, we're getting ready for the first responders bowl. I don't know if we have any transfers coming or going. I don't know. But one thing I do know is that Utah State men's basketball is 8-0. We don't talk much basketball. But I'm going to talk it right now. They're 8-0. Soon to be 10-11-0 probably in the next couple of weeks. So am, we'll take I that. I'm very familiar with your head coach, MBG. Mr. Ryan Odom. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you probably see him in your nightmares. I actually I love that dude, despite despite the tragedy that we befell us back in 2018. Uh, he's a, a good guy, and his dad was an assistant coach at Virginia forever. So that's that's great that you guys were kicking butt. So far, so good. And you got yourself a basketball team too, who's yeah, man. Skip over Virginia here in this intro part, but we're up to number two in the polls. We got Houston next week. Our our best player is Gimpy right now, Reese Beekman. So we'll see if he's back for that game. But we also have some goings on with the football program. Just wanted to give you guys a quick update. So we lost our starting quarterback. Uh, He's in the portal. Fintrell is in the portal. Uh, we lost our all-ACC linebacker, Nick Jackson, team captain. He's in the portal. 
our O-line coach left for Penn, or Penn State, NC State, one of my favorite assistant coaches we've had. But we're going to make up for all of that because we signed a quarterback from Monmouth. So I think we're good to go. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing Monmouth correctly or not. You are. As, I as, am. The, <laughs> as the resident Jersey native, you are saying it exactly correctly. Yeah. So we're good. I mean, this has got a par for the course for us. But All you know, is not lost. What's, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got I got two words for you for next year. Potato bowl. <laughs> I mean that that's enough to sustain me, man. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> and they're the Hawks, right. the Monmouth Hawks. Is I that what it is? That. Okay. Apparently, the guy's supposed to be good. And he's listen. He's got a great last name. I mean, his last name is Musket. I mean, that's a perfect fit for you know the Cavaliers. So we we've got some we've got some things to be happy about. I'm ignoring all the bad stuff. (laughs) All right, so that brings us to our next segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference, mascot, someone who did something particularly dumb in the last week. We'll take a vote and see whose genius wins. So, Casey, you got for us this week. Well, like MBG did before, I'm going to the hardwood. I don't know if you guys saw this. I think my genius of the week is the Grinnell pioneers i don't know if you've heard of them or seen them before out of iowa they are they run what they call the system which i'm not sure what the system is but if you ever look at what and watch these guys it, it's just incredible last night or this week i should say they played a game where they shot 111 shots in a game now that's not the that's not the crazy stat here they were all three pointers they shot 111 threes. They made 40 of them, and they won the game. They did have – I did the math, and it didn't work out to divisible by three. But they did have four free throws. And I was trying to rack my brain as to how they got fouled. Did they get fouled on N1s? Did they and one, at least one and one, right? <laughs> you would have to think. But they had four free throws, 40 of 111, and they won the game like 126 to 62 or something like that. But their coach is a genius. He said, hey, I wanted to try it. So they tried it. Didn't they have didn't they have a kid about like nine or ten years ago that scored like 120 points in the game? Probably yes. jacking all threes. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's that same school. Yeah, I saw the box score. They had a kid in that game you're talking about, Casey, who took 24 threes in 13 minutes. And <laughs> as someone who played a lot of basketball growing up and was a chucker. And play oh. before the three-point line, <laughs> man. I would have killed <laughs> to play in a system like that. I'm just trying to think. Like you get, you miss. A sh- Obviously, they missed 71 of them. So you get a big guy down low. I mean, that's where I usually lived. And you grab the offensive rebound, and I want to go right back up. Oh, they no, they would they literally kick, they drive and kick, kick all the time. Out. I saw, I saw highlights. They were driving in and passing up layups to kick it back out for threes. It was awesome. I really should have probably done the genius as the opposing coach because you knew it was going to happen after a certain <laughs> amount of time. You have to figure it out, right? You got to figure out that these guys are literally just jacking up threes. Yeah, just park your guys on the three point line, right? Defend and, the and, perimeter. Right. <laughs> I'm more amazed by the fact that who's actually played basketball before the line existed. I don't remember it being there when I was in high school. I don't. I can't remember what year it came in, but yeah. Did you play back when the key was super skinny too? I mean, I shot that, like, in a key was like basket, five feet wide. So, yeah. yeah, it was a peach basket on like a telephone pole. So that might have been part of the problem. 
<laughs> that makes sense. All right, MBG, who do you have? Well, I've got a one particular South Carolina fan whose name is Hell Rooster Four. Now he posted on the board clear back in April, on April fifth. He posted this. If we go to the Gator Bowl, I'll give everyone in America $1 million. Never going to happen. Guess what, guys? It's time to collect. <laughs> South Carolina yes. is in the Gator Bowl. We're all millionaires. So well, that's, that's a binding contract, MBG, right? I mean, you're an attorney. That's, that's yeah. enforceable, right? I mean, I don't see how he gets out of this. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I just don't see it. So send your requests. Everybody send their address, their Venmo um, routing info to Hellrooster4 at the Big Spur 247. Collect your million dollars, retire, enjoy the rest of your life. That's Thanks, Hellrooster4. <laughs> There's our I'll budget set, for the podcast, right? I'll set aside my rivalry and my hard feelings for South Carolina <laughs> for my million. I wonder what Fast Chad what he's going to do. Will he collect $1 million from a South Carolina fan? Because he won't date South Carolina women. So I don't he know. He will not be spending money. that money on dates with South Carolina women. That, that's the one thing that we know about Fast Chad. We might need to get Fast Chad on here and find out if he <laughs> would take a million dollars from a South Carolina fan or not. Seems like dirty money, right, Casey? It absolutely is dirty. But you know what? I would, like I said, I would, I would let bygones be bygones. And put it right in the bank. Hopefully tax-free from this gentleman too, right? Well, it's a gift. So. Unmarked bills. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going I'm to keep it in Gamecock Nation. What? Um, yeah. So a couple weeks ago, if you guys remember, I mentioned how happy uh, South Carolina fans were to get rid of Marcus Satterfield as their offensive coordinator, despite the fact that they just put up 63 on Tennessee and 31 on Clemson in their last two games. South Carolina just announced, I think this week, that they hired, and I'll, I'll mispronounce the guy's name, Dow. Is it Loggins or Loggins? I don't know. He was a tight ends coach at Arkansas, apparently. Of course, you would expect that Gamecock fans would greet him with open arms, right? No, it turns out that that's not the case. And this is also on Big Spur. This is Cole214, who said, if he's the OC hire, I will not buy season tickets this year. I and my business will not donate a penny more to NIL deals. I will not be a member of the Gamecock Club. I'm tired of spending my hard-earned money on piss-poor results. Congrats, Shane Beamer. I hope this guy was worth getting you on the hot seat. Which, I mean, South Carolina fans are just I, – I, I can't get a read on them. They seem, on one hand, to talk all kinds of trash and then are just neurotic as hell at the same time. So, So that's my nominee for this week. Well, when you've had such a prolific offense for so long, <laughs> you're not going to settle for this guy. Um, so I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, you can you can get it. I'm going to remain silent for this one because I have plenty of thoughts. Casey, we just threw two right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is specific. We're you're, this up for you. <laughs> you're going to take the fifth over there? Well, the only thing that that got me was I saw many, many people on Twitter and, and some there's some really good Gamecock fan friends and, and acquaintances that I have, so I, I get it. But they were trying to pull the Tennessee and getting this guy unhired, like that's actually a real thing. How do they know? How do they know that this guy – he had – 
support from Connor Shaw, who's probably arguably their most favored son outside of Marcus Lattimore. And he also had a video from Jay Cutler, who played for the guy in the NFL. The only thing that they have really is like a headline that says that this guy's offense was the bottom five of the NFL ever or something like that. Like, give the guy a chance. Apparently, he's a fantastic – I can't believe I'm sticking up for this this South Carolina. But he's he's a he's an SEC guy. He's studied under some, some offensive names. And he's got the support of the head coach who's the hottest – one of the hottest head coaches right going right now. So, these people are just – so fickle. It reminds me of Clemson fans after you only you only go ten and two. Yeah. And you'll be heartbroken if he fails miserably, right? No, no, I would. <laughs> I'll, I'll help him pack again, like Satterfield. Well, it could be worse. There were rumors. Uh, Texas A and M. You know, they're looking to hire an offensive coordinator. And there were rumors that they were looking at Bobby Petrino. So, I mean, it could be worse. I guess. I, I can't so wait for that those happens. message boards. That would be the best if they hire Petrino. Let's, Petrino let's... and Jimbo. Yeah, and and Durkin and, and Adazio. Oh my god, next year will be so much fun. Actually, the whole offseason will be awesome. Bunch of really good awesome. guys, right? <laughs> yeah, just some straight up dudes right there. <laughs> good dudes. I think they're going for all seven deadly sins, all right there, wrapped up into the one fan base or one coach. Yeah, our Bryles is still kicking around too. They might as well just. <laughs> they could probably get our Bryles on the cheap for some sort of consulting gig, <laughs> make it a clean sweep. <laughs> All right. So who do we have vote wise this week? That it's a little tougher with genius of the week when there's no games being played, but I, I'm going to throw my vote to MBG. Like I always do. Cause you know, just my default is I kiss up to the head honcho. So well, that's, that's funny. South Carolina. Uh, well, that's funny. You said, cause I was going to vote for you. Who's, but since you two voted for me, I'll take another W. <laughs> But I'm going to throw – I was going to throw my vote to you anyways. Oh, well, then who wins it? Who's you win? Congrats. I'll take it. Nice. I'll take any win I can get, man. I'll ship a Diet Coke your way. <laughs> Perfect. All right, before we get to this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout-out to College Football Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. So, MBG – what do you have for us this week? Oh, well, I found a Florida State post that's hot off the presses right before the show. This thing came up. And I love this post for two reasons. One, because the post is crazy. And two, the guy who wrote it has a pretty fantastic board name. This is on Knowles 247. And they're talking about Deion Sanders and the job he's doing at Colorado. And this guy, whose name is Smash Muff Ball yeah, says this. <laughs> he says, is it better that Dion poaches recruits from Mike Norvell? Hear me out. The more talent Dion siphons, the sooner he replaces Mike here. Shouldn't we all want that? So Florida State fans already angling to get Dion Sanders back, even if that means sabotaging Mike Norvell <laughs> over the next couple of years. Sabotaging him, by the way, after a nine and three season, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they been... season since Jimbo left. I'm pretty sure, but and they're yeah, good. And he he built that thing from scratch, pretty much too. He had nothing to work with when he took over, right, Casey? 
He had nothing, absolutely nothing. Willie Taggart had left the cupboard bare. But the funny thing about this is they just got Jaheim Bell from South Carolina in the transfer portal, who was like their Swiss Army knife. They have three running backs, Trey Benson, probably one of the best running backs in, in the country, Lawrence Toafili. They got one of the best quarterbacks coming back. Like, they're going to be good next year, like really good. Jared Verse, who's a transfer from somewhere up Albany or something like that, up in, up in somewhere in Noville. Uh, is a defensive end. Like, I don't mean to get into the weeds there, but they're going to be really good. So to get Mike Norvell out, they're really going to have to sabotage something because Florida, <laughs> State, Florida State's going to be – they're on their way back up. Well, Smash Muffball would give that all up right now <laughs> to get Dion back. I mean, there are certain code words on the message boards that make my ears perk up. And anytime someone says, hear me out, you kind of have to assume <laughs> – that something good is about to come from it, right? Yeah, those are definite definite buzzwords there. Yeah. Red flags. What Smash Muffball? I, I first I wondered if Smash Muffball was just a troll because you know his name's Smash Muffball, but he's got quite a posting history over there, and it's not all nuts. So <laughs> uh, to me, this, this seems also, like a legitimate thought. This is the best thing about Dion going to Colorado though, right? I mean, just the absolute chaos that that has caused, including stuff like this. I mean, it's it's one of the best things to happen to college football in a while, I think. He's going to be the new Urban Meyer in the sense that anytime a job comes open from here on out, yep. first name anybody on the message board is going to go to is Dion. Let's God forbid Dion. he wins. God Make Dion wins. say no, yeah. 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 <laughs> if he wins in year one or year two, it's going to be it's going to be just like that. He's going to be that name now. I mean, they're going to win more, right? What they get, 1-11 this year, 1-10, something like that? I know the Pac-12 was a little bit tougher this year than normal, but there's a lot of winnable games on that schedule yeah, man. Uh, for for an average team. You know, he's going to recruit well. So, yeah, I mean, Dion's name is going to come up every single time a job opens up, especially it's in the SEC. So awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. As we like to say here, good for business. That's right. <laughs> well, speaking of the Pac-12, let's stay out there because there was a post on the USC board, USC on three board, we are C, and they were talking about the Heisman winners. Um, and someone had posed the question as to whether or not, you know, the Heisman winners ever had any interaction with OJ Simpson which I, I'm assuming the answer is they're probably instructed to not have a lot of interaction with Mr. Simpson. But there was one particular poster who, his name is Dartmouth. He apparently didn't really like that idea. And he said this, he said, did OJ commit a crime against humanity? Is he a hardcore felon? To my understanding, he was found not guilty by our system of government. If our system of checks and balances says he's good to go, he's good to go in my book. What, what good is society if we collectively don't honor findings of the system? So we ostracize and brand many who have gone through the system, whether found guilty or not, with the same brush. Now, who is uncivilized? Why is vigilantism so alive in our so-called modern society? USC caved and spit on one of her own to satisfy the mob vigilantes. She spit on the Constitution. I will probably be given the OJ treatment for airing this truth, but hey, truth is my friend, regardless of the consequences. Fight on. 
there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> I mean, I think we start with, is he a hardcore felon? And the answer is actually yes, right? I mean, he was literally convicted of armed robbery and kidnapping and sentenced to 33 years in prison. <laughs> Even if we forget about the whole murder yeah, part. Let's put the murder aside for, for a second. Right? I mean, Allegedly. He is literally a felon. He's a convicted felon. So, yes, the answer to that question is yes. And then this guy could use like a government 101 class, I think. Just well, he went to Dartmouth. <laughs> I mean, the, the checks and balances thing, I, I'm not sure that's doing the work that he wants it to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen a lot of stuff on message boards. Um, <laughs> I will say, in the last few years that I've been doing this, this is the first person I've seen come to OJ Simpson's defense. But I mean, I mean, if I didn't know better, I would think this was Johnny Cochran himself who wrote this post. Right. Well, listen, if, if you're going to take a principled stand on something in your life, you got to make it something important, like people being mean to a guy who got away with murder. Right. I mean, it's <laughs> what a weird thing to plant your flag on. Like, I'll, I'll go down for this, but I'm going to defend OJ. I age, age myself quite regularly here on the show but i remember coming back to the dorm room when they were announcing this verdict and i was on team oj i'll be honest with you back back in 1995 96 whenever that was i was a big team oj guy and then reality set in and how's he being punished like i see him on twitter like posting videos he's always like out having a yeah. drink somewhere fancy like i think he's doing all right you know? the golf course. Yeah. I mean, How's he have all this money? I thought he had to give every penny to what a, the family. Well, maybe, Dart, maybe Dartmouth there is helping him out a little bit. I don't, <laughs> he's uh, helping fund him. He's, he's got at least one defender um, left, and that's Dartmouth. With and Dartmouth. I, there was at least one thumbs up on this post. There was nine. So there, oh, there were nine thumbs up. Oh, yeah? yeah so. He's got a small army in uh, Trojan Nation that are, that are backing him. Um, one of my uh, favorite Twitter bits is in one of the group chats that we're in that one of our USC fans or, or USC friends rather will periodically add OJ to the chat, and then OJ will you know <laughs> and ask him a question, and then OJ just drops back out again. <laughs> obviously, one of these times OJ is going to talk to you. Right. <laughs> Fingers crossed, man. <laughs> we can hope. Uh, all right, so I got a couple more. You know, we're getting close to Christmas here, um, and I got a couple po Christmas posts here. And so the first one is from the Auburn po the Auburn board, the bunker. And I got to admit, this one kind of made me mad. I think this <laughs> is this post right here is up for like running in, of worst posts of the year. Maybe even worse than this OJ post wow. that you just read. Wow. <laughs> we're seeing I mean, priorities right now. <laughs> we're gonna I'm gonna read them back to back. So we just heard the OJ post. <laughs> so now that you've had time to digest that, I'm gonna read this one and you tell me which one is worse. This guy says, Does anyone on here really think that Christmas vacation was really funny? Or is that an inside joke? If so, compare and contrast the movie to Friday <laughs> After Next for me, please. It's like comparing Dumb and Dumber 2 to the original. 
I mean, what, which board is this from? The bunker, Auburn. Okay. So MBG, what's your what's your take on this one? Well, I mean, in my opinion, Christmas Vacation is the funniest Christmas movie that there is. <laughs> it's the appropriate well, take. <laughs> well, I will say that with one caveat. I have an argument with some people whether or not Step Brothers is a Christmas movie. If you consider Step Brothers a Christmas movie, then I would put Christmas Vacation number two. <laughs> if you don't, then I would put Christmas Vacation as number one. And so I don't know what this guy's thinking. I would rather have my program associating with OJ than disassociating with <laughs> vacation. Nothing says comedy like Cousin Eddie wearing a black dicky under a white sweater, right? I mean, that's one of the great visual images any <laughs> Christmas movie ever made. Exactly. There's so many good lines in Christmas Vacation that I can't imagine uh, someone thinking that that's not funny. I don't know. Maybe this is a youngster. We need to ask Joy when she comes on, if she thinks Christmas Vacation is funny, because this might be a generational thing. I don't Do you know. guys think, I think Joy it... has seen Christmas Vacation? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Casey... Do you agree with his post? Uh, that, uh, no, absolutely not. I do not. I, especially when you're comparing and contrasting to Friday After Next. I feel like Hornswoggle, <laughs> Hornswoggle who is the name of the poster here, uh, probably is a youngster. And I don't know if Friday After Next is a Christmas movie. It is. <laughs> I <I'm looking. laughs> I must have missed that one. I think it is. is, If I remember correctly, I think it is. Friday is one of my favorite movies ever. It's a great movie. Right, but But, the sequel was not funny. And the third one wasn't either. And yes, there was a third one. It was weird that it turned into a book report in the middle of the post, right? Like he's going after Christmas vacation. And then he's like, Next, you know, compare and contrast the movie to Friday after next for me, please. Like, what the hell? I was having SI, SAT vibes here, yeah. you know. Casey, do that for next week, why don't you? Write something up for us. You know what? I will. Challenge okay. accepted, Born Swaggle. Yeah. So I would have this number three on my list of Christmas movies, by the way. So it's definitely Funniest or just I, all I have, time? I have Elf, Die Hard, okay. and then Christmas Vacation. See, that's so, the that's the age old question with Die Hard, right? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I, on my list, it is. I, but then again, I I'll talk so Friday too. after next a Christmas movie, and I'm not even sure if that's true or not. So, I have to watch Christmas Vacation with the family every year. It's, that's kind of like our. It's just what we do here in this house. And right afterwards, we do watch Elf. So, and then Bad Santa when the kids go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> All good. All good Christmas movies. So take that hornswoggle. <laughs> if I could download MBG. that, yeah, that's the best MBG. If I could download that like audibly, uh, that's what I'm doing right now. Okay, so is that worse than the OJ post? Significantly. No, yeah. that's what I thought. <laughs> that sounded like a threat, by the way. That was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of Christmas and speaking of a-holes, I got another post. This is from um, the Texas board, Orange Bloods. And A.W. Hookham asks, am I an a-hole? My nine-year-old has been asking us if someone is real. 
After lots of deflections, he finally asked me point blank, dad, tell me the truth. So I answered truthfully, my wife is furious with me. Is A.W. Hookham an a-hole? Well, yes. he's writing on a Texas message board, so yes, he's an asshole, right? I mean, that's <laughs> well, that's why that's literally what's my thing too. Is he, he's an A and M fan, and I don't know if you know this, but he, he has to tell his son at some point that Jimbo Fisher is real. <laughs> this is a Texas poster, not Texas A&M. Oh, oh. Does that change your opinion? No. <laughs> still an a-hole still, you still have to explain Jimbo Fisher it doesn't matter right Right. right. I, I think he's doing his kid a favor because look I'll be honest I have 12 year old twins and we're still like both sides it's like we're playing chicken like pretending like they don't know and there's a small part of me that's worried they're going to go to college and still think Santa Claus is real, so is that because they think the present is that because they think the presents are going to dry up if they I totally think they're working us. Yep, I, I think see, that's probably here, true. Here's the, the other end of the spectrum I have a four year old, he's about to turn five next year, but I have the a hole kid across the street who I'm like, I will literally put my fist through your throat <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> that menace was not hypothetical, by the way. <laughs> was it the stare? Was it me going out of body stare into the camera? Yeah. yeah. You, you leaned into the camera when you said that. There was nothing hypothetical about that. I actually leaned back. <laughs> a couple more years. You know, I just need a couple more years. Yeah, it seems like Christmas is pretty much over for you once that that goes out the window, which maybe is a good thing. I mean, maybe not. Every kid has Google, right? I mean, I just kind of assume at some point, like they're going to look it up. But yeah, we're just we're going to do the dance for another year. Yeah, might as well run it out. <laughs> By the way, I I too would call him an a hole. So I think it's unanimous that right. A.W. Hookham. We, we all is, agreed on that vote, at least. Is an a-hole. So if you're listening, A.W. Hookham, yes, you're an a-hole. <laughs> he asked, right? He asked. Yeah. That's right. If you don't want to know. Yeah, we're just answering questions. All right. So that brings us to our weekly dose of joy. Joy, how are we doing tonight? I'm great, but I feel like I have so many thoughts on so many things that y'all have said tonight. Well, first okay, of all, so have you start seen Christmas with vacation? Yes. Let's, let's I important, have seen important. Christmas vacation. I have. All right. And? Uh-oh. Uh, don't you do it. <laughs> Has anyone ever gotten fired mid-episode before? <laughs> I just wanted to stress y'all out for a second. <laughs> no, it's I personally think it's the funniest Christmas movie of all time. That a girl, Joy. I do. So nervous. And I, I think Elf is insanely overrated. So now you're just trying to hurt me. <laughs> you, you, the looks I just got. You, you sit on a throne of lies is all I have to say about that. It's My so kid overrated. wants spaghetti with, with M&M's because of that movie. That's right. Y'all just, they they needed a new Christmas movie to come out. Will Ferrell was really funny at the time, so they put him in there. But looking back, it's just it's just not it's really not all that great. I also oh. don't think Dion has a winning record next season, so I disagree with y'all on a lot of stuff. Cut tape. 
<laughs> it was a fun She's ride. Yeah, we got 10 episodes in the bank. I think uh... this just run its course <laughs> all over Christmas movies. And I don't think he's an a-hole. <laughs> the one of us with no kids, right? Right. <laughs> Honestly, though, I found out that Santa was a real in the worst way possible. So now I'm just like, don't tell you. Just, I just wish, like, we should have never. Should you wish never harm done. on all the other children of the world? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Were I you do. in college? No. No. <laughs> I was young. But I, like, already wasn't thinking it was real. And then I found some presents in the front seat of my mom's car while she, like, ran in the store. And then she came out and saw me looking at them and she was like, I'm going to return these. These were supposed to be Christmas presents. And then that is what miraculously came from Santa that year. Oh, makes sense. And I like looked at her and made eye contact with her and she told me to shut up because my little brother <laughs> still believed. That's right. As so my mom school. was an a-hole. <laughs> but not this Texas coach. But not this guy. At least he's just being honest with this kid. Does your mom listen to the podcast? My mom doesn't listen to me at all. So. Oh, okay. I was really hoping she listened. No, no, but I've told her that she's an a-hole already, so it wouldn't be news to her here. All right, perfect. All right, do you have a post for us this week? Of course I do. Now that you have wounded and my sensibilities about holiday movies forever. I feel like if there's one thing I'm really good at, it's just wounding people on this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You gave me my only victory of Geniuses of the Week. So, uh, I have your back, Casey. And I slandered South Carolina for you, too. It's true. You're high on my pedestal. I've had your back for the most most part of this. But So there's one school that I actually really can't stand, but I don't talk about them very often because, like, no school will ever supersede my hatred for Texas A&M. It just won't happen. But another school that's, like, pretty high up on the list is Ohio State. Like, I just really am not – can't get on board with the Buckeyes. I just can't do it. And it may be because of people like Malesh, who decided to post this on the board this past week. Well, we now see that NIL is going to take down college sports as we know it. And if you do not have an endowment like Harvard, you will be gone. Please do not think blue blood programs like Ohio State and others will survive this over time. They will not if they do not ante up the big cash. I hate what has happened, and soon there will be no difference between the National Football League and college. It is so, so sad. Also, I do not want to hear about it wasn't fair to the players. The darn NCAA made a mess of this, and now we are all going to pay the price. I am sick to my stomach over it. Poor Malesh. I know. So I just want all of us, you know, all of us here to just take a moment of silence for – college football as we know it considering harvard is now going to be king of college they are the new alabama they don't even have to change the colors it's all going to be the same i can see it now the 2030 national championship yale versus dartmouth (laughs) all because of their massive endowment endowment it's not like their admission requirements are nearly impossible or anything yeah, I mean, that's I, – I think I'm just missing something with – like, did this get a bunch of – it looks like it got a ton of responses, right? Like 77 responses? I mean, uh, Yeah, people... it has 77 comments, but it only got three upvotes. So oh, okay. 
I'm sure the comments were like, you're a moron. Um, because that's true. I would hope so, at least. Like, they have a huge endowment, but I don't see them spending that on, I, I mean, call me crazy, but on NIL. I, it goes more to, like, I don't know, research and, you know, Education. Right. Other. Yeah. Their academics. stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure this guy understands how the, the money works here. I'm not sure he has a firm grasp on how universities are funded and how NIL is funded. Not um, to mention, wasn't Harvard one of the schools that like got in trouble during the whole like college admissions scandal thing in the first place for like admitting fake athletes that weren't actually athletes? Hmm. Uh, with so, the actors and stuff. I can't remember. Yeah, this. I'm pretty sure they were one of the schools. So I'm sitting here going, like, they just got in trouble for admitting fake athletes who gave big donations to the school, and now you think they're going to use those big donations Here's another change minor the piece, landscape of college Minor football. piece of Ivy League. I, I don't mean to throw facts into this thing, but they don't give, <laughs> they don't give scholarships to their athletes. They're right. all, like, grants or money, you know, academic money or something, but it's not technically an athletic scholarship, so... Malesh is wrong, which I know surprises most people that frequent message boards. Or that people. someone on an Ohio State message board might not know how the Ivy League works. I mean, that's that's not the most talking. There is, on every message board in the country, there is always a thread started by presumably some old guy who thinks that college sports are are doomed because of NIL and think that these kids are spoiled brats and NIL on the transfer portal has just ruined everything. So I've seen this post like a billion times over. I think the thing I just don't understand is it's not like Ohio State's done playing. Like, why are you commenting this as if y'all are in the first responders bowl? Hey. Oh. <laughs> Joy's in full attack mode tonight. Gosh, I am. Liars. I am. Um, it's not like you're not. You don't still have a chance to play for a national championship. So, like, I don't understand why this is where his frame of thought is going. Well, yeah, it's perfectly normal to be in the in the playoff and worried about Harvard. That, that's a perfectly <laughs> normal normal response. I'm sure. That, I'm sure that's what Alabama fans would be doing right now if yeah. they were in it. They got Harvard breathing down their neck. <laughs> Forget about TCU. What, what are we going to do about Harvard? Y'all, that's MBG. where Dion's going next. MBG. Now that you're, in, that's great. Now that you're an Alabama fan, are you worried about Harvard? <laughs> a little bit. I mean, if. If I'm Alabama, I probably have an assistant coach that's watching Harvard's recruiting very closely. And so we're just trying to pick off the same guy. Let them do the work, go out and find guys, and then we just try to swoop in and outbid them, I guess. I mean, with yeah, that massive endowment. No though, stars. Don't worry about the lack of stars. They don't, they don't I mean, need we don't, stars. We don't worry about that, Casey. So, I mean, <laughs> UVA may have to worry about Harvard. But. <laughs> That that reminds me. There was a post. There was a post on the Notre Dame board earlier. I don't know a few weeks ago, where some guy was complaining that there's not enough engineers that play football. Back in the old days, you used to have college players who, when they stated what their major was, they would say, "You know, I major in mechanical engineering or whatever." And he he was longing for the day that there were more engineers playing football. What a 
what a weird thing to get fixated on. Man. Virginia's that, coach is an engineer. Yeah, I mean, I, but it's just like that's not the kind of thing that even crosses my mind when I, I mean, I don't even really listen to their. Do they announce their majors anymore? Like when they're, they even do that. I don't think so, but you've never been. Tell me, you've never watched a game and thought, "Man, I wish we had a couple more engineers out there." <laughs> okay, this is so funny that we're having this conversation because one of my friends played football at LSU and was a mechanical engineering major. And was that the year LSU won the championship? He was no, he was not on the team that year. Uh, this was prior to that, but he said we were actually just talking about this, and he said that the Cox Athletic Center that, like, helps them study and, like, sets up all their tutoring and stuff could only help him his first semester because there were no other athletes that had that major. And so no one was like, no one could help him. So he had to take all of the hard classes by himself with zero help. That's awesome. So that's why there's not more engineers on the team. They can't stay eligible. What, what a mini reason, right? There's a major at Clemson called Parks, Recreation, Tourism, Management, or PRTM, a.k.a. Party Right Through May. And that's generally where the football team, and a lot of the athletes actually, are majors. I knew I should have gone to Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we wanted to end this episode a little bit differently than we normally do uh, by talking about uh, Coach Mike Leach, who passed away. At age 61, Leach, as everyone knows, was truly a one-of-a-kind in the college football coaching community. And we thought we would honor his memory by sharing some of our favorite stories and quotes. We don't want this to get sad. I think, you know, everything you, you read about the guy, he likes to keep things light. He's, you know, I just I found him highly entertaining. So uh, what are your all favorite stories, memories, quotes from Coach Leach? Well, mine was... There was one where he's talking about uh, he's worried about you, the evolution of humans and maybe us losing our hands um, at some point in the in the process because we don't use them enough and like, we would all end up like T Rexes or something. Uh, <laughs> that was a funny one. Uh, that was I, really, I loved his, I loved his candy. I, I just loved that his even this year they made they made more of an effort. I don't know who the sideline reporter is. I think she's famous, but. Uh, every every game after they won, he, she would ask just some weird question. He asked him about, she asked him about marriage, and he started going off about go elope, elope. Trust me on this one. And then of course his candy thing, like she asked him about candy corn, and right around Halloween, he said, "Oh, I hate candy corn. I need to go get sprees when they came in a box at the dollar store." <laughs> I know. I go get them. <laughs> so, I, I think I said this before, but nobody wanted to hear him talk about football. Really, no. I mean, uh -uh. he had too many uh, funny or interesting things to say on topics outside of football that you didn't want to waste your time talking football with. I saw a stat today that said opening opening comments of the SEC media days this year. It had the number of words said, and Leach had seven. <laughs> It was all, it had like, like 3,000. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leech seven. I mean, it's stuff like that. He's gold, man. We're going to miss him. My so, favorite story is when he took the offensive coordinator position at Oklahoma and he wrote the fake play sheet. 
and yeah. like had a decoy and dropped it and it somehow got to the Texas defensive coordinator and they spent the first like four plays of the game doing this whole thing and then realized that they had been played. And yeah. I'm like, only, <laughs> only Mike Leach could have pulled that off. Oh, only he could have done it. So my favorite thing is, so he, he wrote a memoir like 10 years ago. It's called Swing Your Sword. And this has been all over Twitter. I remember when it happened, though. Somebody went to a book signing and he signed a copy to Mick, CJK5H, Mike Leach. Do you guys remember what CJK5H stands for? I do. Craig James killed five hookers. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That is Mike Leach in a nutshell to me. I, I don't know why. Like, I just thought that was the funniest damn thing. I saw another excerpt from his book where he told a story about when he was a kid. I don't know if any of you saw this. I don't know if there was a dog in the neighborhood that gave him trouble or he didn't like, but he told the story that he took the dog. He got some meat scraps to get the dog to come over to him. And the dog came over to him. He grabbed the dog by the collar and took it like out to some empty lot where nobody would see him. And he peed on the dog's face just to teach the dog a lesson. (laughs) What lesson? I have no idea. I didn't read. I'm. I may be missing some context there. No, no I believe every enough. word of that just because. Yeah, you're not. Those facts. Those facts are accurate. I'm just. I'm not sure what context you put that in. But that's a I story mean, I'd never heard until today. That's a, there's a lesson in there somewhere. I'm just not sure what it is. I think the dog's name was Pepe. I've heard of like biting dogs if they bite you, you know, as part of the <laughs> but I've never heard of peeing on dogs. I think the lesson is don't eat meat scraps from Mike Leach. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, the dog oh learned God. a lesson. Learned How about his day. coaching tree, though? He, he's got some names under it, and of course, you, you learn more about the guy in passing. But Dave Aranda, Neil Brown, Sonny Cumby, Sonny Dykes, Josh Heupel, Holgerson, Cliff Kingsbury. Lincoln Riley, there was a story about him and Lincoln Riley. He, he said there was a, when he was, was this something you wanted to talk about? No, no, I was pointing because it's a great story. No, go yeah, ahead. And, and please correct my details if you're wrong, but he said that uh, he got cut or was told that he wasn't going to be playing anymore, but offered him a coaching position. Said the kid stormed out of his office, was so pissed, cursing at him. The next day, showed up for his offensive GA role or whatever it may have been at the time, and that kid was was Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I mean that ability. I mean, he's obviously an incredible football mind, right? And you know, like offensively in particular, but the ability to identify talent like that—that's that's pretty incredible because that that's an amazing coaching tree and that I, that riley story i thought was fantastic and he peed on a dog's face so i mean that's, you know. he just went up way up in my book yeah, dude i've never heard that story that's awesome I still the, other, don't have words. <laughs> the other thing that i think is funny about mike leach is do you guys know where he went to undergrad byu byu right yeah, if you pick, if you had to guess what school he went to, if you didn't know, that would probably be the last school. I, I never ever would said. have guessed. That would have been literally would have been the last place. That I, would I would have, have said guessed. like Hawaii or you know yeah. someplace radical, New Mexico right. State, UC Santa Cruz, something yeah. like that. Right. Did no. you hear the story that Lincoln Riley told about him? Like it was only a couple weeks after he took the GA role, and he said that he was just like 
hanging around in his office and Mike Leach's phone rang. So Mike Leach answered it. It was like, hello, like, who's this? And then he, Lincoln Riley said, eventually he just like zoned out while coach Leach talked on the phone for like 45 minutes. And then the call dropped and he heard coach Leach say like, hello, are you there? And then he hung up and picked the phone back up and called back the number and talked to him for like 15 more minutes. And then he hung up and Lincoln Riley looked at him and said, Coach, you're on the phone for a really long time. Like, who was that? And he was like, Oh, I don't know. They had the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, only Mike Leach. Only That's Mike Leach. Tremendous. That's awesome. Yeah. He really was the antithesis of what you would picture a college football coach to be. Uh, the exact opposite of most college football coaches, which I think everybody found entertaining. Yeah, everybody... I mean, there's literally no one else like him, right? Like there's nothing polished or phony about him at all he just he said whatever the hell he wanted and he was he was always interesting and there aren't many people in the world you can say that about so we're so yeah. used to like the polished answers that we like know we're going to get and the best part about him was that you never got the polished answer you yeah. always were going to get exactly what he was thinking 24 yep. 7 and i will miss that yeah i think we all will that'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. Yeah.